let's do this thing like we knew this thing. Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 59 for December 21st, 2016. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Yes, Trustin Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, Andrew Reed, Alley Cat Workshop slash Rendell Denver, and Greg Mead. That was a lot of people. That was uh, wow. pretty fantastic to see. I know, right? Thank you so much. Yeah. I, do you think that's why... T- cheap. Well, do you think that's why Tim is getting better? Do you notice the trumpet playing is getting better every week? Listen, Tim's I mean, getting close like... to his 10,000 hours. Pa- Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon is funding my trumpet lessons. I've been going to the local middle school and taking trumpet lessons, so... <laughs> No, it really it sounds like that you're right true. up there seventh grade level, not no middle school. It's, that, well, it's, that's that's middle school yeah. around here. <laughs> Is it? What's well, middle school I for thought you? It, I don't know. I, you know, it's been so long since I've been in school. I don't know what they do now. <laughs> Last time he was in school, middle school was grade three because everyone sort of his high school is four to six, and then seventh you're already on the farm. You know, it's <laughs> working, of course, <laughs> working with Paul. Retired by eighteen. That's right. If you even live that long. Oh my God! Tell me about it. Oh, I would. I, I just told Casey this morning. For something came up. I said, if this were the cowboy days, I'd be dead by now because people didn't live to be fifty. Yeah. Yeah, that's not true. The reason that that people think that is because the infant mortality rate was so low. So then the average lands up being your life. It looks like that number is lower, but people who lived past a certain age lived a good amount of time. But Sixty-seven you years old. How, how do you know this? Doesn't everybody? But Anyways, you would be, what's uh... you would be a lot shorter. Have you ever seen the? I don't know, the, hey. like the our founding fathers—they're all like four eleven. Like, Is that really hands. true? I don't know if that's true. They had what? small hands. They smell like cabbage, but I don't that's know if that's true. true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they also, I believe, had freaking lasers. How, how do we get off the rails so quickly? This, we're not even two minutes or three minutes in. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. Why don't yes. we? And I'm the, the one. Why am I asking that question? This. This is flipping everything on its head. I don't. This is an existential crisis. I don't know. But okay. uh, let me let me just try to force this train back onto its tracks. What, well, uh, I'm what old and tall. On? How's that? Obviously, yeah. not an 18th century cowboy. Yeah. TBD. Or founding father. Why don't you tell me what you're working on now, Bill? I am working on making um, accessories for the pens that Casey is making that we can give out as Christmas gifts. So I've had a couple of different ideas um, for pen boxes, so to speak. And uh, the one I'm working on now that we're giving out to everybody, like family, when we go to see people that we love. First time in my life I'm giving – all we're doing – we haven't bought nobody nothing. We're just giving of ourselves of what handmade items that we did. And I got to tell you, <laughs> yeah, it feels bloody fantastic. Yes. It really does. I'm I'm so excited about that. I've done a few here and there over the years, but this is like exclusively. So that's exciting. Casey is turning pen. My wife and I are in partnership making, and I I can't tell you what that feels like. It's uh, on my mind blown, and I didn't have a whole lot to blow. It's blown. 
I wanted to mention something uh, as far as being in partnership with my wife in making. I just wanted to announce that we're actually uh, we're pregnant. We're having a third. Oh yeah! Uh-huh. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> you know, at three months. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of because I, I was saying something to you not too long ago. About, yeah, like, well, I you were say it. you were sort of mentioned you were gonna you were and I was like kind of had that feeling that you were in those yeah. no talkie. I had no I had no clue I had yeah. no clue. But Bill, can I ask you something seriously? Yeah. Can I name the child? Oh, uh, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I won't. Based on your naming of lizards, no, you cannot name my child. <laughs> It's a hey. Merry Christmas indeed. That's excellent news, brother. Congratulations. And if you Thank need you. any step stools made, then just make them. I, I'm going to actually ask Bill because Casey asked me to make one for her. Right. So I feel like it makes sense that then he yeah. wants to make one. Yeah, we'll talk that's, about that later. That's so awesome. So, uh, well, I can, uh, I can make you a step stool, but I have a lot of steps on it because you should have one step for every member of the family. So a five-step stool. That's, that, for us, that would get us maybe to a countertop. Might. Very, very small people. Anyways, I did not mean to derail the conversation. I, I'm sorry I about that. I just uh, it sounded like seemed like a good, good little insertion. So point. that's what's the that's date, amazing. Uh, Mid June. Mid June. Okay. Mid June. Awesome. Yeah. Go for June third. It'll be in line with uh, that's Casey's birthday. I will. In, I will work on that. Casey. It would help me remember because I suck at remembering dates. Right. Right. It's so. funny because my my daughter's birthday is the same as uh, the owner of our company. So, he helps me remember my daughter's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It was funny. Thank you. That was funny. Listen, I've That's been known awesome. to be funny, so uh, I didn't mean to, to take over that. Uh, it was. There, is there anything else that you're working on, Bill? Uh, no, that's going to be it. I'm not doing a video um, uh, probably this year or the, for the rest of the year. But yeah, we're just consumed with that. I've been busy at work, uh, still catching my breath from Boston. So yeah, that's it. We're, we're, we're doing Christmas presents and, um, hopefully nobody that's getting one is listening right now. No, actually, wait, we want everybody to listen. We want everybody to feel included. So, uh, for everybody who's listening, I will, Phil will make you a step stool. <laughs> it's a lot of step stools. Tim, what are you, uh, what are you working on? I want, I want to go back to the pen accessories. Cause I was just picturing like a little vest and a matching yeah, what purse. Is a, what you is know? that <laughs> pen accessory? Like a handbag or? Yeah. Sunglasses, headphones. Yeah, no. I will uh, give you guys an Look what you just did. Look what you did. I'm sorry. Why do you do well, that? But you can't say you can't too. say it out loud. Okay, just Can you guys keep a secret? Because it's an audio podcast. I don't want to exclude anybody, but Oh my god, it's a jetpack. Wow. That is the best jetpack I've ever seen for a pen. Seriously, what am I looking at? Is that it? it I think oh. it's um what would that oh, be like? Oh, I get it. It's a flask. Would you, would you call it a sports car? I yes. I would say it's more along the lines of a backpack. Okay, isn't that cool? This is going to be yeah. real old for someone listening. So yeah, <laughs> let's, let's just let's on. just move on. That is very cool, though. <laughs> it is very cool. Tim, what are you working on? What um uh, similar to Bill, I am I've been making Christmas gifts and backpacks. Uh, n- no backpacks, surprisingly, oh. this year. But um, I uh, you know one little fun one I just did was uh, we're going to see. I have a a little. Uh, she's like a, a niece, but not really kind of 
relative of some sort uh, who's one year old. So I made a, uh, a little puzzle. Her name is Edith. And so I, I made a, on the CNC, I made a, a little puzzle where you put her letters into like a block of wood like this. You mm. know, typical. And it's just like the kind of stuff you see and you buy. But I don't know. I just thought it was so flipping cool that I was able to make one and do that precision. And it was just like a lot of fun to do that. And then today I, I put up uh, pictures. On, I was teasing you, Phil, a little bit. Um, I had gotten recently uh, a piece of uh, maple like butcher blocked uh, countertop. Mm-hmm. That was broken, and so I had a stretch of it about seven feet long that was only 12 inches wide or whatever. So I cut it in half, and I, I put the two halves together on just some scrap, uh, some cutoffs of uh, – So wait, 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 wait. I, I, and I, made a – yes? So did you cut it in half like so it's six inches wide and 12, seven feet long? Or? Exactly. <laughs> so oh. I, cu- I cut it into like two 30-inch sections or whatever I had of the material and, and made it into a, a 30-inch by 24-inch little tabletop. For Vance, I'm going to give it to him for, for Christmas. So it's like actually like a proper woodworking bench because it's uh, – It's both you know, reclaimed and a Rubo. And, it, and it's, it's, not, I mean, it's not really Rubo because there's no bench dogs in there or anything yet. I'll make Vance put his own yet. dogs in. But, it's you know, a Rubo in waiting. But it has that little clamp on it that, that Bill gave us – gave Vance in uh, Boston. That, thank you so much. I put that little clamp on there. And uh, and so he's got his little – and it's still – because I had made him a little like kind of scrap table before at his height so he doesn't have to stand on boxes to work, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was too light. And so I made this and it's still too light but at least it's a little more solid. So now what I can do is I can put like all my scrap chunks of steel on it while he's working so it doesn't move around on him. It should be enough to keep it still. Uh, so he's got a nice – he's got a better workbench than me now. <laughs> he deserves it to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, probably. It's so a long time fun. coming. But, you know, mine um, – my reclaimed Robo Rubo bench that I made today took about an hour. So, Phil, what have you been up to the past eight months? Boom! <laughs> Whoa, that was quite the Here, shot just, across just... the bow. Sweat. Nice guy. <laughs> nice. All right. Anyways, mine took the better part of a year, but you did it in an hour. That's cool. <laughs> uh, My I am already in... laminated, so it was way easier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I've full... ever heard that before. My What's board's that? already laminated, so it was easier. <laughs> That's quite the turn of phrase, yeah. Anyways, back to me. Um, I'm in full Etsy Christmas swing mode stuff. It's uh, it's really insane, especially since I basically have until, what, like tomorrow night. That's all I have left, and I have three whiskey boxes to get out, and uh, they're not really that close to being ready. And... And I got a commission from one of the owners of the company to make his friend a display box for dried wedding bouquet. So the thing basically looks like a dog coffin. It is <laughs> – it's huge. Oh. It's like 26 oh. by 12 inches. And uh, and I have an acrylic sort of see-through window for the lid. And I'm basically making a gigantic – whiskey box but it's so big and uh and and i needed to be able to do rabbit um rabbit the lid so that i could inset the glass yeah. into or whatever the acrylic which is why if you follow me on instagram i had to redo my router table because mine crapped out on me so i just decided you know what i'm doing the wing of my table saw and uh and that's that's where i did it but that goes into the topic so i'm going to save that for for soon are we we're good for everything that we're working on right i think so okay yeah. so so then the topic, and I'll just introduce it briefly, and then I'll let you want to guys swing into where we got this from. But it's basically the question of downsizing as far as 
your shop? How do you become more efficient? What are the tools that you would combine or get rid of in order to make your space more efficient, more comfortable? Because I find, you know, speaking personally, I landed up just sort of in that tool acquisition mode where I would just, oh, it's a tool. I got to have it. You know, I'd see a good deal on Craigslist. I send the guy a text and he texts me back and I'm like, all right, I'll get it, whatever. And then I just land up having a whole bunch of stuff that, and some of it I may not necessarily use. Like I got a, a scroll saw at one point and it came with its own little table and it took up a lot of shop space and I used it for one project and then I never really used it again. So I land up selling it to make space. So I'm kind of in that mode right now, especially with combining the table saw and the, uh, and the router table. But I got a little ahead of what I wanted to do there. So who wants to uh, introduce where we got this question? Uh, well, th- this came to a, uh, an email to us from from Patty Gilstrap, who is a uh, she's more, a, f- a maker of with fabric, I guess uh, right. primarily. Yeah, she's a uh, master stitcherator. Yeah, that is the the what her, her diploma says. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, from habit. You know, so so Patty <laughs> Patty was uh, is is downsizing her business and uh sorry it took us a while to get to this patty and and so she was talking about like she wanted to just sort of talk i guess about the flaws obviously we don't sew so we don't we can't be like oh we'll get rid of your number four and get you know keep we don't know that uh but i think this is more of a conceptual uh sort of topic about upsizing and downsizing and whatnot like you know but phil like you know what i did Mm. is uh i have a scroll saw that i rarely use and it was taking up a lot of space so i just got a bigger space is that the right idea you know, I think that really that really is sort of the theme we're going here. How to downsize properly. Don't. It, right. <laughs> well, no, it's it's funny because I do have a lot of stuff. And same as you. It's like I've, I've been collecting tools and opportunities come up and I take them. And then I moved into this bigger space to where I have like – I have too much space. It's dangerous. And when I have too much space and it's full – and it's not just tools. It's also junk that I collect, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like I was saying to my wife the other night. I was just like, you know what I want to do? I want to get – to my so my YouTube page is like generating enough income to where I don't have to worry about selling anything, and just just like zip tie my wallet and just continue to just work with what I have already and then just work until every piece of crap I've collected over the past ten years is gone in my shop and just make it all go away into stuff that I can give or sell or whatever you know because I have so much stuff and so I do I'm I'm sick of it and so I do think about downsizing. Uh, well, I was going to say, I think one of one of Patty's questions was exactly that. It's like, it's not, she wants to be more efficient, um, but she has to downsize. And so what are, what are some options out there that like, let's say that you were moving into a smaller space or it just is getting on the border of hoarding. Um, how would you downsize or go about that? I mean, what are some essential tools as a general maker? I mean, we kind of all for the most part have uh, table saws and band saws yeah. and I was going to say, like, if I had to downsize, I probably would get rid of the bandsaw. The table saw is kind of like one of those, I believe anyway, like, is the heart of, I mean, for me, it anyways, it is. It's the heart of my of my shop. Everything else sort of is an accessory to it. Um, but one of those practical things that you can do to save space and maintain some tools is the flip-top cart. And some people have done, like, the double flip-top cart. Um, like, Izzy did a single flip-top, and I'm probably going to land up copying that design. He said he had some plans. Um, but also Tyler G had a double flip cart, which is cool. That means like four. triangular, right? Uh, Was it oh, four no, or three? No, it's four, but it, it's four tools because it's two flips side by side. It's not. It's I know okay. what you're thinking about. You're thinking about the triangle. Yeah, that one's a cool yeah. design too. But I think it lands up 
taking a lot of lateral space. Well, your knees are bumping into the tools while you're right. working. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, this was two that flip independently, which I thought was pretty cool. Also, I, I don't think I need that, but I did like that uh, Izzy's, if you, if you put the planer on top and then you put it sort of sideways, you kind of have a bit of an outfeed from the rest of the table, which was cool. Right. Anyway, so that's that's one of those things. Also, like, try to figure out what it is that you actually use, you know, the most of, and sort of just get rid of the things that you use sporadically and see if it can be replaced with. We talked about, um, I remember answering this question now that I really think about it. We talked about being able to replace any stationary tools with anything that was handheld, if that's a possibility. Like in the, the example of the bandsaw, you know, replacing a bandsaw with, and I know it's not a perfect example, but with a jigsaw instead, or a coping well, saw even if you're doing it by hand. Even even a table saw with a skill saw, if you or a circular saw, if you had yeah. to, if you really had to downsize, right? Mm. Or even a track saw, just if you needed absolutely needed that perfect precision. And they're coming yeah. down in price like crazy now, so it, I think it makes sense more than ever for that kind of tool, especially well, if you're you, breaking out a lot of sheet goods. Your skill saw can be a track saw too. You just set up a fence. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, you know, or make a track. It's uh, not a big deal. Yeah, you know? yeah. Either a guide, a, a guide of some yeah. sort. Yeah, the, well, you can make I've a track those. too. I mean, you can make an actual. You know, like I saw system. that. Yeah. Somebody has that. There's also like uh, the aftermarket thing that you can sort of bolt onto your, to oh, your yeah, circular a... saw that then rides actually inside one of those rails. I think it's by the pocket hole people. They make a system. That... Oh, it might be. Yeah. I think, I think you might be yeah. right about whatever, that. Whatever they're called. I, I forget their name. They're... Yeah. I forget their yeah, name it's easy to make sponsor it's... us. Wink, to make wink. a perfect yeah. guide, too, is super easy. <laughs> Um, a piece of plywood and a two by four and you cut along the two by four and you cut off that plywood that gives you that exact edge every single time when you line that up you know that blade is going to be right there so it doesn't have to be a, a track as just it's just a guide that you've cut perfectly to the width of your, your skill mm -hmm. saw you know yeah i have that i have um where i do my skill sawing sawing or whatever but sawing I made, a, sawing I made a video about it a couple years ago too i actually i just have a piece of my from my blade to my edge of my fence is an inch and a half so i have an inch and a half strip of plywood and i drill two holes in it and then i have a uh, four foot long uh level that has you know holes in the end and i have two screws right in the bottom of my bench where i have this piece of plywood in this this level because i have two four foot levels because i picked one up at the dump once so now I, so now that's like for skill saw only i just have this level and this piece of plywood so i i make my line i put the plywood on it then i put the level after it clamp it down with two clips that i keep right there and mm -hmm. uh, and then i lift the plywood up and i'm done and it takes that is good. Four but seconds. Bill's solution is good because you always know where the cut line is. That's easy. Whereas with yours, you have to sort of measure over. Uh, well, you... I don't have to measure because I there. It's like it's like it's two Legos wide. I have one Lego. I put the next Lego. I clamp the. You know, I lift the Lego up. You know, so it's. You I know, we I mean? don't use Legos up here for measurement, but you guys are much more well, sophisticated than we are. Standard unit. It's the it's the eight dot Lego. Yeah. Did, did just just real quick because I haven't interrupted or shouted out yet. Um, ben Uetta <laughs> did the oh, Lego backsplash. Legos, right? Yeah, I love that was the Lego, really cool. Lego mold. He uses them as molds for pouring concrete. Oh yeah, which I think yeah, is I definitely awesome. have to watch that. Yeah. I have it on my. So I, I have a, I have a hard. I always tell myself I cannot downsize. There's no way I'm getting rid of my tools, um, but I do all the time in some respect. Uh, I gave away. away. I, I gave away an air compressor. I, I shipped a, a, a planner to Yugoslavia or wherever Olari's from. Um, <laughs> Yugoslavia. It's not even a country that exists anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, who, it's, somebody it's got a biscuit joiner that I had, and I haven't replaced it yet. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough for me to think of getting rid of tools, but I do it all the time. 
but now, but now I'm I'm getting more tools again. I mean, we just did the whole lathe thing, and I have to figure out a way to put that on wheels. Uh, and that was going to be my point: is when you can't downsize, but you need more mobility and more That's a great more shop space. Mm. Put everything you can on wheels because I live in California, so even in the winter time, I can just. Half of the t- I open my garage door, wheel everything I'm not using out of the way in my garage, and I have my garage to work in, and then wheel it back in at the end of the day. Well, even that's- even in winter climates, you can do the same thing. If you're not going to use your scroll your scroll saw and it's on wheels, you wheel it outside, you close the garage door, and you go back to work. You know, just let it get cold. It's not going to get hurt. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm suffering right now because it's about 55 degrees outside, <sighs> and I've got my little I've got my little electric heater on in the garage. You so. really have your electric heater on for that? <laughs> yeah, it's cold. He, he's actually he's wearing like a woolen hat. Also. I look like uh, I, I look like a fisherman, don't I? Yeah, like an old timey fisherman on the wharf. Yeah. We didn't have to say the old timey part. It's the hat, not you. You look super young in that hat. And yeah, okay. It's yeah. the hat that looks a little weather worn. Anyways, oh, I, something I else like, I was going to say that's a good. Actually, way to my hip it. hurts. <laughs> well, you know the weather. Um, yeah. You know, another good one was uh, if you've got one of those like sort of big sliding compound miter saws. Um, and you really do have the objective of downsizing. You can use, uh, you know, one of those DIY creators. He made one of these. It's, he called it the rip cut or whatever. It's basically a sled that a circular saw goes into, and then you can make, you know, cross cuts with it, and you can make it as deep as you want, and then you could literally just put it away once you're done. Yeah, well, he actually this? made that whole – the DIY creators YouTube channel made that whole uh... – multi-station thing with the, yeah, the scrolls yeah. this was what previous video yeah. he, but it's you could he has had it set up so that you can make perfect 90s and perfect 45s with a couple of with an insert so i thought that was a really really cool tool and actually i have to be honest with you, both of you guys in in the spirit of downsizing i actually took my compound miter saw and it's now in the furnace room i don't even really use it anymore because i use my table saws crosscut sled instead i, I was gonna say if you i i have my my miter saw compound dual sliding bevelator miter saw. I haven't used it in so long. And yeah. if I was going to downsize, that's the next tool to go because uh, you're right. Your table saw can do everything that that can. Yeah. It's just you have to have a couple of jigs for it. There, there was a it's, point it, where that was like my most used tool and now it just gets in the way. And yeah. it's just because mm-hmm. I just do, I have a better table saw now and I do more of it. Yeah, When right. I started my business, I, I didn't even have a table saw. I, I think the, the miter saw, I, I think, is a lot more of a contractor's uh, saw. Yeah. It's a, uh, for trim carpentry. It's, you can't beat it because it's quick to set up. You can flop it from 45 one side, yeah. 45 the other, all these different angles. The compound um, part of it is, what's, is what makes it so key for that. Yeah, yeah. but it's but like, you know, I mean, but the table saw, I've, yeah, I, I would, I would give away. Thing. So maybe I'll be giving away a, a, a miter. You know what? Don't make That's, any rash I'm, decisions. I know. I'm not. I've been thinking about this for a while, and I just, uh, I, yeah. So update will happen soon. We'll just keep right. that for 2017. I'm hanging on to mine because next summer I'm planning on building a deck, and oh. it would great be great to just have it in the yard with me as I'm building. Well, you, it's almost it's almost essential. I mean, for yeah. that type of stuff. But you know, for what we're doing, that's why world. I have a rolling stand with mine too. Well, that's but oh, that's the so that's, that's the good. problem of the downsizing thing for for guys like us and probably a lot of our listeners. We want to make everything, and I think if you want to make yes. everything, you need everything, right? Yeah. So that's it too, though. That's an excellent point because so if you want to downsize, what is it that you do? Right. So that's the direction I was thinking about. Is like, okay, well, now let's approach downsizing from that. What is it 
like I, I have a, you know, I don't really ever plan on retiring because I, I love what I do, but there's going to come a day where I'm going to want to maybe live on a beach and have like a lot less space, maybe live in a micro home or something. So it's like, well, what am I going to make? Like right now, I don't know what I'm going to make then, but it's like, well, it's what's one possible thing I can make. Like, like, like Bill, you and your wife just bought that lathe. If you want to turn jewelry, pens, little bowls, little knickknacks and stuff, just that little lathe and like a small bench to put it on and to work on. And you can make a lot of really cool stuff. So like, but you're not going to be able to make a box. You know what I mean? So you have to think about that too when you're downsizing. Maybe you, maybe you won't be able to make a box. <laughs> You'll find. You can make a round box well, round and turn box, the lid yeah. too. Hey, yeah. I'll just give Izzy a call and I bet you I can figure out a way to make a square box on a lathe. He can make a bowling ball on a table saw. Come on. You yeah. could do it if you made it offset. Anyways, that's not what I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, okay, the new topic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Geometry. Square, square peg in a round not, hole. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, what is it? I think the first question is, why are you downsizing? To answer that question, you have to say, why are you downsizing? Are you downsizing because you just don't have the room anymore? Are you moving uh, to a smaller space? Are you... Red money. Like in, in mm. Patty's case, I believe that she was taking on another venture and therefore wasn't going to, didn't need all the, the space that she had or something like that. So it, I think that depends a lot on why are you downsizing for what and how you would go about it. You know, mm-hmm. are you in trouble? Did the wife find out how much you really spent on your tools? God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. Let's not, let's not go down there. It's a business investment. It's not just like buying. They, they were giving it away. How well, can I you know, no? okay. how much it usually costs. I'm not rude. I'm not going to. Side note, just a side that. note. Um, you know, stuff for the lathe. I went. I she sent me. She she sent me. She had to work Saturday. She sent me to Woodcraft to buy a couple of pen blanks, and I saved money because they had a Chuck, a accessory system that not only will fit this little lathe that I have, but system. it will go. It will go. To the bigger lathe that we'll eventually get, and because it was on sale, I saved money. So instead of buying twelve dollars worth of pen blanks, I came home with three hundred and fifty dollars worth of lathe accessories. You know, you sound like that's a smart downsizing. Shopper. Yeah. yeah. That's, yes, that's she sent me to the store. Yeah. That was a huge mistake. <laughs> I have. I bought a couple of years ago. I bought I'm not a kidding, by the way. I didn't think that. I didn't think you, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, you can't. Well, you can't go into Woodcraft without spending three hundred fifty bucks. I think it's the. Oh my god! That, right that's the top of the door. You know, that's why I don't. And go then there. it's and real quick, real quick too. Uh, so I'm almost done. I'm almost out the door, and then I see the um, digital level thing that you can stick on your table saw blade. Oh, I love that. that. The Wixie. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I have one now. Yeah, they're tremendous. I have. The, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't go back. I have an analog one that was given to me by the maker cast. Um, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. John Burrard. John Burrard. John Burrard gave me. Uh, oh, I thought you were well, kidding. Actually, uh, he gave it to Vance. <laughs> and then Vance gave it to you. I and then Vance it. lets me use it since Vance doesn't have a table saw. <laughs> and I, yeah, kidding, but it's, it's just a it's just a dial, but it's still it's awesome. It's uh, yeah. You know, oh, this thing is, is like you don't even need a brain triangle. to use this thing. It's amazing. Yeah, I I I've played with it already. I I cut a bunch of forty five degree stuff just because I could. And you know what was really also very satisfying is the fact that my table saw when I put it together, I've never checked it to be true. I just assumed that it is because it feels that way, and it is. It's at ninety degrees where it sits, and when I hit forty five on the on the the swing dial later thing, it really is forty five. I was so impressed. 
That's fantastic. How long have you had yeah. this thing? A couple of years now, right? Oh, yeah. And you move it too, right? It's portable. Yeah. Well, it's not. I mean, it's so, well, big, it but it does have wheels. Yeah. It's it's the rigid one that has the wheel thing where you step on it, yeah. and I move it out of the way and plop. And when it when you release the wheels from it, it plops down. It's like oh, kaboom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it so must I was be surprised. Three hundred pounds of cast iron there, no? Uh, it's heavy. I don't know how much, but yeah. As I as I continue to get larger, I I'm a little sensitive to calling things. You know, three four hundred pounds. So. <laughs> Okay, well, well, we'll just call it a bill. So it's like, what, a bill? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be two bills. <laughs> a bill and a half? What is it? <laughs> bill, yeah, exactly. It's like a $2 bill. You guys are both jokers. <laughs> hey, um, so back to uh, downsizing. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm actually, no, I don't want to talk about, now. okay, anyway, go ahead. So speaking of lathes. <laughs> Uh, I had bought I had bought a lathe uh, a couple years ago, a metal lathe, a small one, and because it was on Craigslist, and you know, I could, and uh, I, I really have these aspirations of like learning how to use it and spinning metal and stuff, but it's really just taking up space, and that's one of those things. Like every time I walk by it, I'm just like, I should probably just sell this, but then I'm, I'm just I'm not at that point yet. I'm still I'm still at the collecting point, I guess, and I'm yes. not ready to, and I have the space, but, so I'm not ready to get rid of it, you know? I was going to say, you have enough space to where you shouldn't have to be at that point yet. Yeah, but, you know, I have, I, I'm, you know, getting to this point, though, where I, I like, you know, my space, I'm pretty efficient with it, I don't have anything on flip tops, I don't want anything on flip tops, I want to be able to walk up to my tool and use it, and mm-hmm. then walk away from it and use the next tool, and that's how I can be, because I'm doing this for a living, that's how I can be productive and efficient and make things in less time than when I was in my small shop and I had to wheel it out, use it, then wheel it away again, um, so that's that's the whole point of my shop, but now I have this, you know, it's probably a two foot by four foot section of countertop, Plus, I have my other drill press there. There's my my grandfather's drill press that I don't use. So this whole countertop is taken up of this stuff that I don't use. Um, hmm. But I have it, and I like it. I like looking at it. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, you know, it's decoration. Uh, yeah, they're ornaments, you know. But so, where do you keep your planer on a day-to-day? Um, my, my uh, the, the bench Portable planer? planer. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's not in the room with me. I have to go to the other side of the shop where it's cold and not and not heated. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Yeah, well, today I was there for a while. I was cold yeah, but today. not heated in Connecticut in the middle of the winter is yeah. different than the Bay Area. Yes. Um, like I said, fifty-five degrees. I got my little heater going. I'm fine. It was. Right. Tell me when I went when I got to my shop this morning. It was six degrees outside. Inside my shop was about thirty-five degrees. And then I started the fire, and uh, and you know, and got it up to actually ended up having to got too hot. I got to seventy today, uh, which I was pretty impressed that I'm getting that good at you know running the fire and keeping the in the insulation and stuff. But then on the other side where my planter was, it was still thirty five degrees. So I was standing there for about a half hour today, running wood through it. Going, now you have a you have side. a fairly small planter, don't you? It's twelve and a half inch. Yeah, but I mean, it's not that heavy. You can oh, it's on kind wheels. of move I can, it. I can bring it into the other room. It's actually on a little table on wheels, so I could bring it into right. the warm room. But I just like to leave it over there because of the, the the sawdust and the mess it makes. It's not, you know, I just I let it all go into the, that room and I can sweep it up. And I think I'm confused because I, I forgot why that question was asked. Phil, can you? Uh, oh, I that? asked that question because uh, I think for a lot of people, the planer is one of those tools that's just sort of like under a bench, and you pull it out when it's you're ready heavy. to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. no, you know, no, 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 no. Say it's not so. No, no. 
The planer is not dispensable. It's not a miter saw. No, no, no. It's not dispensable. I agree. No, I, what I was going to say is that having it on a flip top makes sense there where I would, I would keep it underneath and the tool that I would use more often would be on top. You know, I just figure it's like you yeah, put maybe away like a, a maybe You've got to like build a really beefy, like, because I have the, yeah. the bigger uh, yellow one and, and that one's beefy. Yeah, yeah, so that's different. You've got this the DW735. I just have an old um, Delta two blade, like the old 12, 12 inch, whatever. Well, it's, mine's and the I, same. It's a, yeah, it's, you know, the same basic idea. I think that would be fine. But all of those slip top carts are pretty robust. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just, just kind of think what's the other side that I would, what would I put on the opposite side? Sander, me, belt sander. Belt sander, yeah. I have a little six inch disc and 36 inch belt sander. I'd probably put okay, that on the so, opposite side. Well, looks like I got to check out Craigslist later. Now you got to buy one of those. So, so downsizing. Thanks, guys. Now that I'm downsizing, <laughs> I got to buy these tools. <laughs> yeah. Or, well, I mean, if yeah. you had a small drill press or something, maybe, you know, like a little a small bench top drill press. Mine are like nine feet tall. Oh, I got to get rid of it. You want to be flipping a drill press. That's yeah, kind of tall. So. Even a small one is too tall. Yeah, yeah probably. Agreed. Yeah. I got to get rid of my drill press and get a bigger one anyway. Scroll so. saw. Put, I, get, buy another but, scroll saw. Put it so you can flip it to the other side. <laughs> yes. <of you. laughs> but if you can, if you can uh, downsize a drill press to just a hand drill and get away with it. How- you, can, you can make, you can make a, a guide if you had to, a very small guide. I mean, even a – It's not just uh, that. Some bits need the pressure of a press, like and some plug cutter, uh, hole saws. Yeah, okay. I see the gu- – <laughs> Yeah. You have a license for those guns? No, but Easy, even buddy. a plug cutter, you can't use that with a hand. The hand sure you drill. can. I don't know. Those things well, wander you, like if crazy. You, if you jig up the the drill and stuff, but you know, I mean, I obviously, I you, we could go back to the the skill saw and cordless drill, absolutely. But we're trying to do you know a little better than that. Yeah, you know, it's also the well, again. Why are you down? Yeah, it's why are you downsizing? It comes back to that because well, if you're, you yeah, if you're making like in my case the the type of. Uh, pin boxes I'm making, I don't want to do that by hand. It's actually by hand drill and drill press, but I really, really am glad I have a drill press doing what I'm oh, doing yeah, with these pin boxes. So, yeah, yeah, I love the drill press. You know, well, so one of one of my dreams. I have two. Is, <laughs> yeah, do you have two as well? Drill no. presses. I only have the one. I do. Oh, yeah, yeah Bill has two. I have, well, I have a I have my gr- my grandfather's that was I it was in my dad's house all my life growing up. And I love I love this thing. And I remember as a little kid playing with it, just pulling the lever down and up and down and up and, and uh, you know, and trying to crush stuff with it. And I just like – I, I love that thing. So then when my, my parents moved, they gave it to me, uh, you know, a bunch of years ago. And then I, I had gave it to a friend for a while. Then I ended up getting this Walker Turner, which is like my main drill press. It's much Sweet. better. And uh, it's a bench top one, but it's, it's awesome. It's from the 40s, you know, whatever. And I got it for basically free. So I use that all the time. But then I – I just I love this this other drill press and so I set it up again because I like looking at it and then I have Vance using it because now Vance is using his great grandfather's drill press which just just warms my heart to to see wow. this fourth generation maker you know using this drill press um, how do you downsize that you know what I mean like that's what when I have to downsize it like my wife's like you can keep one tool it's probably gonna be that damn drill press you know what I mean I have to figure out how to use that as a lathe or something or make to make a table saw <laughs> out of that thing I don't know it's I, just so I was cool. gonna say I actually I actually have three drill presses I have a standing drill press I have a smaller one from uh, the cheap store that works amazingly by the way but I also have just the head unit of a larger old craftsman drill press oh, yeah. and 
uh, it's a floor model, but I don't have the stand that it goes on. And I've seen guys that have turned those into lathes. And so I have this. So talk about downsizing. There's something that works perfectly. It just doesn't have the stand section of it. And I can't get rid of it. It's just like, I can make so many things with this. I won't. It'll sit exactly out in the shed where it is now until I move. But, um, yeah. yeah I, have a couple, so. I have a couple motors, like the electric motors. Like, I have I like motors two too. Yep. Like just, you know, just. Because you, you never know. Yeah. We're hoarders. It, just face it, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> we're, right, we're hoarders. Right. So, I, I, to to try and actually get practical about downsizing, uh, you know, I, I imagine myself. I have, I, like, I have no plan for tomorrow. Never mind retirement. But I imagine myself wanting to still make stuff, but not have this abundance of stuff and space to deal with. Right. So I always kind of wanted to build like right now, at this point in my life, I want to build a, like a tiny home type thing to live in. I always thought it'd be really cool to, to, to like sell everything we own and buy some piece of property where there's all those McMansions stacked up on the beach. And then just like put a little like 180 square foot home right in the middle of our parcel <laughs> you know, like on wheels. <laughs> so it looks like, like where people put their like beach accessories in it, except that's yeah, where you live. But yeah, exactly. So there's like right. all these like bazillion dollar homes and there's like us. And I, I always picture this like fold out workshop, you know, so like what would be in that fold out workshop? It's got to fit in the back of a trailer, you know, that we live in. What would be in that workshop? You're talking obviously a few hand tools, right? You know, I but, think, how do you fit anything more than a pocket knife in what you're describing? No, well, <laughs> picture, uh, picture a closet like about two or three feet wide by probably like, like starting at waist high up, you know, four feet, right? So then what, yeah. what, I, what I envision is that this is a, there would be a, uh, almost like a Murphy bed. It would open up. Okay. Down. So now the pocket is probably two or three feet deep. And then this, this workbench folds down. And it's got legs on it, so it drops to the ground. Now you have okay, okay. So I they see have a two foot saying. by four foot workbench sticking out. You're working outside. You're on the beach. You know what I mean? It's right. Hawaii, wherever it is. And uh, <laughs> so you have this two foot by four foot workbench, and then you have that space that was behind it, two foot by four foot, that you have all your tools. So what can you fit in that space? Two feet by four feet. What do you bring? The, uh, all the like new sixty flex on. volt, the, the sixty volt flex volt uh, yellow tools. Yeah. How much do they pay? That's for everything you need. Up? How much do they pay you to say that you sell How much it? did the yellow company pay I, you? Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying that's everything I would need right there because it's got an angle grinder, one of our favorite tools, and it's got a table saw, another of our favorite tools, and it's got cordless drills, another of our favorite tools. It's got and so on and so on and so on. Sell out. <laughs> Part you changed, been... man. You changed. Yeah. It's ever since Boston. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, part of me thinks, thinks about that. Like I was thinking like the, what you would have is you would have in that four foot bench is like a portable table saw, like a mini one. It doesn't have to be the yellow one. It could be a plug in one, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. And then you have a bazillion sleds to do everything. You make bowling balls. I guess. Where are you going to keep all these sleds? That's what I've found also. Like I'm struggling to even find a place to put all of the sleds. I could probably just strap them to the roof of the house. Yeah. Yeah. But then the other idea is to go powerless and to go hand tools right and to just make things that's an option. yeah that sounds so great not yeah if, no, it, if, it, i would do it, that if you're on the beach and you have nothing but time if i'm on the beach i'm gonna whittle that's it i'm just gonna whittle well, i'm gonna well, whittle so and drink well here <laughs> great in that order <laughs> i'm i'm not a i'm not a kind of person that can sit still on the beach i don't want to sit still on the beach i want to work you know so, oh i could sit still i can't i just 
That's crazy so, talk. Well, you know, and, you say that now. Maybe in 20 years I'll be able to sit still. I, I, I can't now. That's for sure. You couldn't sit there with a book, chilling out with a little cerveza. That's no. beer for non-Spanish-speaking friends. No, I'd be... Oh, is that what that is? Thank you. <laughs> no, I, w- I would be looking for something to do. It's like, you can ask my wife. She, it, it yeah, looking for another beer. I will ask your wife. <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, it, you know, so I, I want to I do stuff. And um, huh. so that's, that's why I picture that. Like, so then I was thinking about like hand tools. And that gets me... The other thing I want to talk about downsizing is the toolbox. Uh, you know, Jimmy Duress has made toolboxes and all these other guys make toolboxes. And the toolbox is this historic thing. Like my, not to get back into my, my, my grandparents again, my coffee table is my great grandfather's toolbox. And he was a, uh, a finished carpenter. So back in the day, like your toolbox was your business card before you had a website. You know what I mean? So if mm-hmm. you're like a finished carpenter and you, and you go to show up for your job, your toolbox, you know, he's got a bunch of miters on it and some inlays and some depth and, you know, and trim and crown molding on this toolbox. So it shows that he knows how to do it. There's finished nails. That's the kind of work the guy did. And um, if you're like, you know, there's the famous Studley toolbox. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go on to in YouTube Studley toolbox. Is that the one that's got like, oh my goodness, everything in the world into this beautifully crafted yeah, wooden chest that opens was, like a suitcase or something? Yep. He's a piano. Yeah, mechanic. that's amazing. So yeah. you look at like a luthier, like a violin maker's or a pianist, piano repairman's like toolbox and you have a different set of tools and a different skill set. So those boxes, the compartments and the, the finished work of it and stuff. So when I did that TV show a couple years ago, um, I had, I packed a toolbox and I was thinking about, I was going to do a TV show of a bunch of upcyclers. We're going to turn trash to treasure, quote unquote, whatever. And so I was like, well, what kind of toolbox do I want to show up with? Because I think about this stuff, like mm-hmm. a toolbox, an old suitcase. Uh, I had, a, you know what I brought is very close. It was a toy box that I found on the side of the road. It had like a Western scene painted on it like in the fifties. And I screwed two <laughs> wheels into one side. I put two pieces of scrap two by four on the other side to even out the wheels. And I tied a rope to it. And I dragged a toy box behind me with my tools in it. Like just an upside. So the show didn't work out. You're saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to I just wanted to find out about that. But but so then uh, Levi Johnson came to my shop a few weeks ago, and he's a the shipwright that gave me that beautiful boat wood that I've been working with, and he was showing me his toolbox. I spotted it in his van. I was like, oh, and he's like showing me his how he made it, and it really inspired me to start thinking about what my toolbox would be. And to me, that's downsizing because my workshop is my toolbox, right? Mm-hmm. This, you know, 750 square foot space of all these things. Cause I don't go anywhere when I, I, but so what would my toolbox be? That's the ultimate downsize. You have a box, like figure, you know, how big can it be? Two foot by four foot, like the back of the, yeah. And it'll get heavy. You, you gotta be able to carry it, you know, yeah. what's in your toolbox? You know, this uh, talk about downsizing as, as a facilities person or a maintenance man, my entire career. Um, when I first started, I had my tool belt was, pocket you know big leather pouches on both sides full of tools i had the suspenders to it because it was so heavy you don't want to throw your back out i carried everything on that and then after a while it went down just a one-sided tool belt with maybe a hammer on the other side and then it went down in small so now i carry one multi-tool in my pocket at work that's it and it's not even a brand name it's like a little generic four dollar multi-tool and so i mean i get that why is that toolbox because 99% of the time, if I need to work on something, I have an entire shop full of tools. I don't need to carry everything with me everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying is so, your toolbox is everything. That You don't have a workshop. You only have a toolbox. Well, and, and that's what I was going to say. So when I get to the point where I'm going to retire and not want to work anymore but stay busy, I'm probably going to go back to whittling. 
a pocket knife and I'm going to carve a piece of wood and I'm going to relax and enjoy myself and let my mind wander. Well, I'm pretty good at that now. Um, but I, it's, I don't know. Is it, it, does perspective have something to do with it? I'm sure it does. As you get older, you're you know downsizing or do you well, collect more? It goes back to the reason of why you're downsizing. So, yeah, for right. sure it does. You know, it all comes full circle. Yeah. Listen, I'm doing it right now, actually. What I'm, I don't know if I'm downsizing so much as I'm completely reorganizing the shop. The first, first thing I did, as most people do when they get into a new shop, is I built a workbench. But, like, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. For me, it was just, like, a place to set down tools with a shelf underneath. I wasn't really a maker at the time. I was just a homeowner. And I wanted some place in the garage to put some of my, like, more general tools. Like, they were more, like, mechanics tools. You know, the regular stuff that you have as a homeowner, uh... I don't know, hammer, screwed up, that kind of thing. Set of wrenches. Yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. So now, as I as I am a maker and I have more of a purpose to the tools that I have, this massive bench, and it's huge. It's like 80 inches long by, you know, two or three inches deep, uh, two, or, two or three feet deep. It's just wow. a huge waste of time and space. Like, I have to walk <laughs> around ridiculous. and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, and I didn't glue it together. It's only screwed together. So mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unscrew it. I'm going to have all this wood to use and I'm going to make this rolling cart and I'll be able to put, you know, more, a stationary tool there instead. And I'm going to take down the pegboard that's there now, which is awful. I hate pegboard. And, uh, it's really going to open up a lot of space for me. And I'm going to move the bandsaw over to the other side, this router table thing. I'm going to be able to get rid of that router table altogether. So there's a lot of, a lot of fun that's happening right now for me. And it, it's in the, it's in the same vein as downsizing. It's just not actually downsizing because I probably will buy some more tools. It's reorganizing. Anyways, I hope that really helped you about the downsizing (laughs) thing. I was going to say one thing that you can do, and you just said it, um, cut your bench in half. That's what I did. I cut my workbench in half. That's a good one. That created a lot of room. I, well, I did the same thing when I when I got my big space finally. I built that. You guys saw that bench I used to have. It was obscene. It was 12 feet by like six and a half feet. I just built the biggest bench I could fit. I didn't want to say anything at the time, but it was weird. Yeah, it was, it's like I was compensating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I was going to say, you know, Bill's tip about cutting your bench in half is like super, really, really shrewd. Because if you ever do need a bench that's longer than what you have, you might just pop out a sawhorse and extend it with a piece of sheet good. Well, you know, that's my that's my miter station is a, uh, a a roller, one of those rollers on a stand. Everybody yeah, builds yeah. these like nine foot long miter stations, you know, four and a half feet on either side. Yeah, so yeah exactly. I have a roller. Why do you need, you know, not that sexy as hell? What Jay Bates and and, uh, and right. Paul did, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it is pretty sexy. Again, yeah, but it's I, also I storage. Agree. It's all storage it's a, there too. Well, it's, but it's a lot. Of They're space awesome. Yeah. They're amazing. But again, I just don't have. I don't use my miter saw enough to, you know, he, justify Jay creating uses that thing half of my garage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But Jay uses the the miter the miter saw exclusively to crosscut, and he's basically. Using the tables are mostly to rip, so it's yeah. part of your workflow. Like, what's your workflow? I found that the miter saw was not part of my workflow at all. So I was like, you know, when I become a rock and roll star, I think my band name is going to be Rip Cross. I, like I think it. that was taken, wasn't it? Didn't no, Rip Torn is an actor. Rip Torn, yeah. Oh, Rip Torn, he's a very good actor. Yeah, yeah. I think you could start a fitness movement and call it the Cross Rip. The Cross, yeah. Or the Ooh. Rip cross. Yeah. Think about you're that. You're going to make a million bucks on that. One video, 1990. You're going to make a huge lawsuit against yourself, probably. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's move on here to 
what um, what we're watching. Why don't uh, Why don't I go first? Okay. Since I never why do don't that. you, Phil? I don't oh, we're know. out of time, so thanks a lot. Oh, yeah, nice guy. <laughs> I so to cut you off again. <laughs> I feel like we've done this one before, but I don't care because um, he just did a really good video like last week or the week before, and I really liked it. It's uh, Ben Brandt, who's yeah. uh, uh, who's our buddy. Um, but he did this really cool thing. It's called Table Saw Dodecahedron, which is a twelve-sided object. Um, it's like so. It's like twelve uh, pentagrams, pentagons, and then he set up this whole uh, system with uh, what's it called again? Those toggle clamps, and just figured out a really, really neat way to get this thing done perfectly. And I was very much impressed with it. I got to get myself some toggle clamps because they're they're great for everything. Uh, if you want to build like crosscut, um, what's it called again? The sled. Way to downsize. The jointer sled, yeah. All you need is shelf paper. Yeah, I saw your video. I still want the toggle clamps. Um, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I thought it was a really impressive video, and, and he puts a lot of thought and a lot of effort into all of his videos, and uh, and if you haven't checked him out, then please do so. So that one that one is mine. Tim, why don't you go next? Um, okay, I, I was going to mention a, a TED Talk that I just watched recently, and um, I was looking for some inspiration outside of our usual world, and one of the first places I go to is TED Talks. And um, I, I forget the guy's name, but the link is in the description, and uh, he his his TED Talk was on what will humans look like in 100 years, and he's talking about basically like, uh, you know, experimenting with the, the genetic code of humans and, and all this stuff um, about how is it okay to mess with evolution? And, um, you know, it seems like the the first thing you would say is like, Oh no, like, right. That's like your gut reaction is like, well, no, don't mess with evolution. But then he starts talking about like the, you know, we, how it takes us 18 months to get a rocket ship to Mars or whatever. And, and all this stuff and, you know, space exploration, it ends up getting to the end where you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. We should totally put our brains into robots. Like, you know, it's kind of where he's like going with it, where they're, and what I like about that is, it's it's um i'm guilty of of being a small picture thinker uh i've always had this problem where i i like you know i look at waste and i go what can i do without waste instead of solving the problem of why we have waste hmm. and uh and that's what i like about people like this when i watch ted talks and uh, you know not to mention ben you ate it again but he was another ted talk guy that like he's a he's a big picture thinker and uh you know, and, and they don't look at just like, I have this pile of trash I don't want to throw away. They look at how do we stop the world from creating this trash? And this is that same kind of thinking that in this TED Talk. It's, um, it's like, well, let's get over our, you know, our, our petty problems with earth and politics and, and, uh, you know, global warming and this and that and the other thing. And let's like talk about, well, is humanity going to survive when this little blue diamond stops glowing? You know, how is it going to survive and what's it going to look like? Let's think practically about it. And, uh, and I just like that eye-opening stuff. And it makes me, I think, a better person in a lot of ways, a better maker, a better parent, you know, better thinker. So better citizen of the world. A better citizen of the universe. Casey and I, I don't know if you have that citizenship to... yet, but anyways. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Casey, Casey and I listened to that actual podcast uh, on a podcast, uh, that episode. It's it's amazing, so I recommend it. it, it it'll make you think. It's, it, There's it so really much good. I want to say about it, but we don't have time. I know, right? <laughs> if you think about it, human beings have stopped evolving. That's all I'm going to say. No, they haven't. Sure, they have. No, they because haven't. evolution is about adaptation, and evolution is not about adaptation. Evolution is a mistake. Evolution is a genetic oops. 
Yeah, it's a mutation. Happens to and, work out ready. And the yeah. evolution is is that the ones that have the mistake are the ones that are adapted to survive. But we carry Sometimes. forward all of our weak and all of our strong. Nobody is left behind. That means the process of evolution has stopped for human beings. Well, yes, no. Because we're not doing this. <clears throat> we're not doing this. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's no, not I good. hear you. Hold like, next yeah. week. Next week's pro- we'll we'll yeah, do a, a yeah. year end evolution uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, I mean, if evolution is your thing, which it might not be, so we're not going to do that at all. Bill, who's your uh, who's your YouTube thing? <laughs> well, uh, Wait, my YouTube thing. You could- <laughs> oh, yes. it's Bill. I think you said Phil. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm 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 going to do I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do a couple shout outs because I forgot last week and i got a lot of uh, grief from it so keith decent and uh paul miette they were in boston got to meet them in person i'm done there i don't want to hear from you guys again they've been texting me like nonstop for you know a week it's like what are you doing about my name anyway i love you guys but whatever um and then (laughs) i I also how much you love them that was awesome i love you annoying guys now stop texting me now leave me alone Uh, at, at at Boston, Casey actually called me. I was upstairs. She was doing uh, giving out uh, name tags with um, with Ginny, uh, Bob's wife, Bob Claggett's wife. Anyway, she says, "Hey, you need to come down here real quick." And I thought she needed to go to the bathroom or something. I come down. It was uh, Paul Miette was standing there, and it was uh, an amazing surprise. We love Paul. He's one of the him and Keith both are such huge supporters of the community. So anyway, let me continue on. I want to give a, a congratulations to a couple of people this week that are going full time maker. Uh, Zach Herberholz and Brian McCauley. Good luck, gents. You guys are awesome, and mm-hmm. uh, we wish you all the best. And uh, so what am I watching? Um, I was invited to be a guest on uh, uh, Makers International, uh, another amazing podcast. And all I got to say is um, I did it again. Before I started learning how YouTube worked, I um, – I, I tried to comment and like videos and I didn't realize you had to actually have a channel. You had to sign up to have a channel. So I've been watching Richard Morley for years now. This guy's been around YouTube three, four years and um, being a guest on his podcast. And I'm like, holy Moses, I did not even, I, I, I'm not even subscribed to his channel. I thought I was because I've watched his channel so many times over the years. But check this guy out. His two most recent builds or two or three, he's made these very cool little uh, easy to make toys for kids. And, um, one of them was a bus. And as soon as he started, it was such a simple project to make, but as soon as he started, he's from, he's from, uh, the United Kingdom. As soon as he started cutting the shape of this bus, I'm like, holy smokes, that's an English bus. Cause when I think of bus in the United States, it's like a school bus, you know, it's like a square with a smaller square nose on it. And, but the English bus has it's like the double decker. So double it has decker. a round. I yeah. Anyway, I, I, yeah. so is it, the guy's great. Let's, let's give Richard some love. He's uh he's definitely a cool guy. And I want to thank all the guys on makers international for having me. I know you two were busy and you had, you have those little things. You guys have made those little things and Phil, you're making another one as we speak. Um, what do they call it? They're Not just as like we you, speak. Some... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cooking. It's in the oven. Yeah. It's on a, yeah. So you guys have kids. I didn't. I had the time. And, and it's a busy time of year. Um, and I was With just kids. thank you for having me on. So check out Makers International. Check out Richard Morley exclusively or specifically. And um, I just want to evolve into a better person and make sure that we're all inclusive. So anybody who's listening, if you have a question or comments or you want to leave us a review, that would be awesome. I haven't seen any new iTunes reviews, guys. I'm feeling a little, uh, little left out. The love is not there for me I, I i need a hug i need a cyber hug people please send me a cyber hug through an itunes review what do you think 
Yeah, we're not we're not blaming you, Bill Lutz, but if we don't get another review soon, I mean, who else is there to blame? I got, you know, we the topic was downsizing, guys. Help me out here. <laughs> Didn't we do one about upgrading a couple weeks ago? Yeah, we did. Yeah, upgrading. That's right. <laughs> oh, an unrelated. You said one. I was hip. You said I was hip, and the cold weather makes my hip hurt. Come on, guy. I need help. I need help. Right. You got um, out of Boston just in time, by the way. It is cold here now, East Coast. I I have on my uh, iPhone the, the weather app for Galena, Illinois. Um, so I know that in it was like six degrees with a wind chill of like negative seventeen. Yeah. But I don't care. I'm doing it. I'm I'm going to be a Midwesterner here in about five or six years. You guys watch. I was just in the Midwest last week. That's so funny. I was in um, I was in Cincinnati and Lexington and Louisville and I guess Kentucky's a little bit more of the south. But I was in Ohio. so basically everywhere in Ohio that David Picciuto wasn't. Yeah, it's funny because I went up to um, Dayton, which is you'd make a right to go to Dayton and you'd make a left to go to Toledo. So I, I didn't get a chance to. If I was there, I you know I might have I might have said hello. You didn't but. get a chance, or you didn't make a chance. I was not driving the car, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. I love no. you, David. If I was there, I'd stop by and say hi. Yeah, Dave, I would have I would have popped in. But I mean, that's me. Hey, can you guys take one of these sandbags? They're a little heavy. <laughs> <laughs> these guys, thanks. Yeah, there's no I in team. Anyways, I don't there's know why I said that. So, um me right we're gonna sign off right now instagram is there, Twitter. Si- is there is there an i in stein yes steen like a beer stein yep okay and this spelling lesson brought to you by bill lutz um <laughs> and the number seven yeah exactly <laughs> and <laughs> he always wonders why I'm the grouch it's because he makes this into Sesame Street <laughs> so where was I oh yeah Instagram Twitter and YouTube I'm Phil Pinsky and check out makertechreviews.com if you want to be a reviewer let me know uh, williamlutz.com timsway.net contact us for show topics suggestions uh, feedback, all that good stuff by hitting us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio or email info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. As Bill said so uh, eloquently, iTunes reviews, they're super important. Uh, they really help and they don't take a lot of uh, effort, so please get to those if you can. And Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio is the absolute best way to help us grow, help us stay on the air, and help us to continue doing this kind of stuff. So uh, with that, I'd like to say thank you and uh, and have a good week. I love you all. Be good.